I woke up in the morning and the sun broke through the open curtains the birds sang too and they said this is a day to celebrate the Hi, everyone. Welcome back to PS We Have No Plan. I'm Peyton Smith calling in from LA. And I'm Emily McManus calling in from Nashville. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Peyton, it's so good to see you. It's so good to see you too. And we have an amazing guest today. We're so excited. We have the one and only Mary Shepard, who's been a friend of mine since high school. She has just progressed in such an amazing way with her career and built this incredible coaching side gig. And so she's going to tell us all about it and do a little bit of a deep dive for Emily and I. So without further ado, welcome, Mary. Yay! Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me on, Peyton and Emily. Of course. course. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I am not going to do it justice. Like you can, Mayor. Can you give everyone a little update on what Clifton is and what your involvement is and kind of just some background? Yes, definitely. Well, first I want to say, Peyton, it feels like yesterday we were on a walk, I think a couple of weeks before you were moving to LA and you were telling me about this gal, Emily, and you had... (laughs) hopes and dreams of building this platform and podcast, but you didn't exactly know what it was going to look like yet. And it's just so amazing to be here with you both. And you really are building something beautiful. So I wanted to tell you both that before, before we got started, um, crazy that we're all here now and it's happening and your dreams are turning into real life. So, um, I'm looking forward to hearing more from you both, how you see your strengths playing into this. So yeah, to go back um, to what Peyton mentioned, I got my certification as a Gallup Strengths Coach about a year ago now, and a couple things inspired me to deepen my knowledge of the Clifton Strengths. The first is my mom is a life coach, and I was seeing how fulfilling the coaching work was to her. And I was looking for more of that fulfillment and impact on the human level in my life. And the second is my role in HR is focused on employee engagement and development. So this has only helped me better understand what keeps employees engaged and also what makes teams the most effective in the work that they're doing. And then the last is... I've always just been fascinated by humans. (laughs) Like I could spend hours and I sometimes do spend hours in a coffee shop, just people watching. And um, my mom will tell me too, that as a little girl, our family would be like out at a baseball game, grabbing hot dogs or something. And they'd be on their way back to the seat, their seats and look behind them and ask, where's Mary? And I'm still (laughs) at the hot dog stand. Just like watching people. Oh, um, I love that. It's so not much has changed. And just to wrap it up here, I I really do believe this is my calling in life to help guide individuals and teams to see their fullest potential because we are truly also unique and have so much to offer into this world. Mary. You're such an angel. I was telling Emily, I'm like, she's just the kindest soul. Like just the way that you speak is so mindful and beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) It's 
Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> right? Absolutely wonderful. Yes. And then just I, everything that you said aligns with everything that Peyton and I, I think, feel and what we're trying to project and put out there with PS, we have no plan. So to have you here just with us and to talk and to teach us more about ourselves is uh, I'm just really looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I hope that you both do most of the talking. I just want to be kind of like a navigator in this conversation and really hear from you both how how you see your strengths playing out because it really is all about you. I just want to be a resource. And I do just have to say, I look forward to Thursdays because I listen to the podcast every week and both of your voices are just so soothing and uplifting and I think you call yourselves like the big sisters of the internet, right? <laughs> yes. And um, yeah, I, I truly believe that you are. So um, without further ado, <laughs> should we dive Stop. in? <laughs> yes. yes, you're going you're gonna to quickly see that one of my weaknesses is I'm very emotional. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm tearing up. I know. <laughs> this is just going to be a big love fest. Mary, is your love language <laughs> words of affirmation? Because you're quite good at giving those. Very good. Oh my gosh. Well, I would say like the the whole premise and philosophy of strengths is to see the beauty in people. And Emily, you mentioned a weakness is that you're emotional, but um, I view that as a strength, like someone with empathy. I was looking at your report. Let me see where empathy falls for you. Your number eight. So that is in your top 10 strengths, which means empathy is very strong. And there's so much beauty in that because it means that you have that sixth sense and you can just sense what people are thinking and feeling without them even speaking. And even over Zoom, you can kind of like grab that um, just feeling in the room, even if no one's talking or if people are talking how how do you see empathy and kind of like what are the things that that make you the most emotional would you say i i actually do see emotion as a strength as a strength as well just sometimes i feel like i can get overly emotional in just moments but i i have always been an empath i think starting from a young age i have just been able to connect in my my first initial desire is what does that person need? How can I help them? Like, I'll be fine over here. I'll, I'll get to that later for myself, but how, oh, this person really needs attention and help. And I want to be the person to give them comfort or love or happiness or laugh or whatever. And that's, I mean, um, if you would talk to my family and friends, they would probably tell you that that is one of the qualities that they would throw out if they were describing me in a couple of words. It's definitely something that I've seen with, with Emily. Um, and I was also, I, I was interested to see that snapshot you sent over to see our top 10 strengths were actually quite different, which I think is a positive oh. when you're doing a partnership of this sort, because you're able to bring different things to the table. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's just sort of high level, but I thought that was sort of interesting and maybe we can look at that snapshot. For those listening, just to clue you in, I sent over Peyton and Emily what's called a team strengths grid, which gives a really good high level snapshot view of where their top 10 strengths fall within the four domains of executing 
influencing strategic thinking and relationship building. And within that, um, I've mapped out where their top 10 strengths are. And as a reminder, our top 10 strengths are where we are naturally, where we just naturally go to, the natural ways we think, feel, and behave. And we want to find more opportunities to be in that space. That's where you kind of find that flow. And you don't think twice about being that empath or being that person who relates to someone on a really deep level. Call out for a later because I know you both have that in common. Um, and so where where would you both like to start in looking at this team strengths grid? Could it be fun if we each share our top 10 strengths? I think that could be kind of interesting. Definitely. We can go. I, I have it pulled up. I can you share. You want to go first? Um, so my one is strategic. Two is achiever. Three is futuristic. Um, four is communication. Five is activator. Six is individualization. Seven is discipline. Eight is consistency. Nine is relator. I like that one. 10 is arranger. So fascinating. Okay. I know, right? Yes. It's, and you know what? And maybe this doesn't mean anything, but just optically looking at this, patents are scattered pretty evenly. And I see mine are focused on mostly two of the little panels, if that's what you want to call them. So mm-hmm. my number one is relator. Number two is positivity. Number three, futuristic. Number four is adaptability. Five is ideation. Six, intellection. Seven is developer. Eight is empathy. Nine is context. And 10 is strategic. Oh. So Peyton, that is honestly so funny. Your number one <laughs> and my number 10 are the same thing. Yeah. And our and we have a couple similarities. We have the relator similarity. We have yeah. the futuristic, which makes a lot of sense. Emily, um, Emily and I talk a lot about like our future dream for what this could turn into, what each right. ourselves wants to kind of evolve into. Um, so that's and re, re Relator is also, you know, what we try to do with this podcast is be relatable. So that's kind of, that's interesting. Yeah, those are great observations. Is there one of those that you want to talk more about with? So the commonalities I see are relator, futuristic, and strategic, as you both mentioned. What do you think, Pay Relator? Yeah, let's do relator. I think that resonated when I read that. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know what it is, but it it, it sounds right. <laughs> sounds really right. Yeah. And I took some notes here because I've been doing a lot of studying. I've been applying a lot of this work uh, in my job as well. So I've been doing a lot of studying, have some notes on here that I took. But um, relators are often called, they're like that friendship glue. They work, they love working hard with close friends. They're often described as loyal, honest, and authentic these people, they, as I mentioned, they love to work hard with friends to achieve a goal. They think best through people they trust for giving feedback, getting feedback and encouragement. 
They love sharing progress with close friends and they're more about those one-on-one relationships than kind of those bigger group settings. They want to build and invest in long-term relationships. As I described Relator, that's kind of like a high-level overview. Some of those things might have resonated, some might not, but the whole goal of Strengths is to really pick out what does resonate and then find examples of how, how that's kind of fit into your life and then work on developing and really investing in that and doing more of it. So as I shared some of those themes, curious to hear from you both what resonated with you as you think about your partnership together and the platform you're building? Um, You know, I think the thing that really reached out the most to me was the meaningful relationships, just a couple that really, uh, how do I say this? You're going to find too that I'm not the communicator. (laughs) I am always at a loss for words. I stumble over my thoughts, everything. So that's something that I'm working on. So bear with me. But I, something that we have, I think, talked about in quite a few episodes now has been just the importance on finding what makes you happy and having the people surround you. Hey, you know what I'm trying to say, don't you? Yeah. Like you just, I I think we, we really, like we had a whole episode on authenticity. So that was sort of interesting that that, (laughs) that was the word that popped out. And it was, it was like, how do we, what does that even mean? And how do we show up as ourselves? And we're both Emily and I are just works in progress. We don't even know, know ourselves and that's an evolving thing, but we try to be real about that. And I think that's helpful. And that brings in like-minded people around us. And we both are kind of like in our hermit era is what we like to say, where we're, we're very cozy and at home, but those meaningful relationships are the things that drive us forward. So, um, but I will also add, Em, I think that's something that when Mary and I met way back when to go over my personal strengths, um, that was something I remember her saying, you saying, Mary, that like, the purpose of this is to focus on your strengths, not necessarily call out your weaknesses as things you need to work on, which I sort of like that mindset shift away from like, how do we work on the things that we're lacking? And instead being like, how do we celebrate and lean into the things we're really good at? And how do we continue to do those things that drive us? Yes. Right. Yes. You know, it's so funny. I had, um, a meeting with my, my normal day job a couple of months ago. And we, it was very much along the lines of what we're talking about right now, strengths and weaknesses. And so many times in life, we're taught to work on what we're not good at our weaknesses. And we're spending so much time on that just to be a little bit better. When, if we focus, if everybody focused on their strengths, then we would be so wonderful at that. And then we would use what we're so good at and work together because everybody's are so different, then the whole table would have been covered. It's a good reminder that it's okay to celebrate what you're good at and work on those instead of, like you just said, Peyton, put so much time and energy and pressure on, oh, well, I'm not as good at that. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. I think you both said it so well. And the Clifton Strengths actually got started when Don Clifton, who's the father and founder of the Clifton Strengths, posed the question of what will happen when we start 
thinking about what is right with people versus on fixating on what's wrong with people. And that's when the research started and Gallup's done over 80 years of research and continue to come, continues to come out with new research every day on focusing on people who are developing their strengths and doing more of what they're already good at. And the research shows that people who are developing their strengths and putting their energy towards investing in those areas of talent are happy, are living a better, happier quality of life and also more engaged in their roles. So it's it doesn't only give us confidence and make us feel good when we're doing more of what we're naturally good at, but there's also research behind it too in that you'll be just a more happy and effective human being when you are spending more time there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I see, we just talked about Relator, yeah, and going back to the Sisters of the Internet, that's that's your whole kind of theme, right, is being able to relate to people on the human level. So I'm curious, I want to pose this question to you both, How, how do you relate to people and make them feel comfortable? I feel like we do it in different ways. We both have the same, like I, I honestly refer to Emily sometimes as my soul sister, because I feel like we do share a lot of the same core values and thoughts and things. We we just kind of express it in different ways. And, and that's sort of seen in this strengths snapshot as well. Like I think a lot of how I do it is um, like through communicate, overly communicating things, or I don't know, or I'm trying to look at my, like being arranging things, arranging the, the, you know, creating an agenda for something or being really disciplined and showing up for my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think Emily does it a lot more with, through her empathy and through her, um, her unique, like individual kind of real self, her positivity. So it's like, we both try to relate and show up for people in our own unique way. But I think why it works is we have that same core value and we have that same core story that we're trying to tell. Right. Right. And the mission is the same. We want people to just feel loved and accepted and have a place to go to and people to go to if, you know, whatever's going on in life, happy or sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we're able to approach it uniquely. Yep. Agreed. And I think that's what's worked is we've bring different things to the table. Cause I think it would be really hard if we were both good or our strengths fell in the same area. Cause then mm-hmm. I run into that actually at work. And that's something I wanted to ask you, Mary, how you'd advise this. I think a lot of people that I work with have similar strengths to me. And sometimes it can be almost dominant in a room when you're all oh, showing right. up the same way, right? When you all are disciplined, when you all are executors, when you're all you know, fall into that same, or you're all strategic thinkers. So everyone sort of approaches a problem the same way. Um, And personally, like when I am a team manager, I want to start to look for those different Mm -hmm. things that people are good at and fill a team with different people who have different strengths. So how do you, what's your advice on something like that? I love that question, Pei, because one of the main points that Gallup talks about is effective teams embrace diversity and really celebrate the uniqueness that different people bring to the table. 
And so one, one area of managing kind of those lesser areas of talent is what they call it. So um, those kind of weaknesses um, is finding those people that you can collaborate with and partner on so that you are bringing in those different perspectives and people are operating in their best. So I think um, to your point is really understanding and being aware of where people's natural tendencies and talents lie and then being able to understand how they all fit into the the puzzle and i think your awareness is the first step in recognizing that maybe at work everyone is showing up in these dominant um, ways that they have similar strengths but there's also some beauty to that and there is an opportunity to kind of like amplify those talents and like even water that seed even more and be like okay how we how can we use our similar talents to go even further to dream even bigger or towards this goal that you all have and then in terms of addressing the different talents that's where the key partnerships come in and being able to tap on different people to come together and solve the problem more creatively and strategically based on where their natural talents are. I love that. I love that. So it's not necessarily a bad thing if you are all the same, <laughs> if you have the no. same strengths. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'd be interested <laughs> to see how your team maps out. I what, know. what domain do you think you're all falling in primarily? I think you mentioned strategic or you're executing. I think strategic and executing are the two areas. And it's interesting to see that a lot of my strengths are executing because I think I can get impatient when people are just waiting and holding off and being like, hold on, how do we feel? Or like, hold on, what's our like bigger picture? I'm like, guys, let's just get it. Let's get this shit done. So it's interesting well, and you're that you're good about that with this right? too, because you yeah. keep us going. Exactly. Like, let's not forget about this. Oh, what? let's get back on the train of um, trying to get a sponsorship or anything that yeah. it might go. And it's, <laughs> but it's good because I am not always thinking about that. Yeah, totally. Mary, this made me think of a question, just looking at our snapshots right now and seeing the qualities that maybe we wouldn't have been able to pick out for ourselves, just like off the cuff. Do you feel like the Cliffs Finder could be something that companies We'll start to integrate with interview processes so that they can see they could build a team around your strengths to have everything covered. Mm, there are, I I think there are some some companies. I don't know that it's built into the interview process itself, but I do know there are a handful of companies that will build it into the onboarding process once and a new employee is brought on. And, and also I'll go back to that these themes, every, every possible theme on someone's report, they're neutral. So no, no one is better than the other. They're not good or bad. They're, they just are, it is who we are. And, and so they often advise people that you shouldn't necessarily pick a job based on your strengths but be aware of where you're spending your time. So if I am high in executing, but my role is focused on, let's say, 
high level, big picture strategy setting, then that's something I would want to be aware of. So they often say like, you want your job to be 80% where your primary domain is. So if I'm super high in executing, a better role for me would be where I'm kind of like checking things off. I'm getting things done and making sure the team is on track and setting milestones. I'm making sure everyone is sticking to plan. And then maybe 10% is following somewhere else. And then another 10 is following, following somewhere else. But I think it really is up to kind of the team lead and manager to see how people will fit in best and make sure, making sure that their role best complements where their strengths are. Um, and it's not supposed to label us as something or that we are or are not, but more supposed to be like a tool and a guider in thinking about how we show up as our best in our work and everyday life, if that makes sense, Emily. Totally, totally. I think it's I fascinating. A, I have another question around that. So seeing Emily's are mainly actually evenly split between relationship building and strategic thinking, which is like so crazy because that's exactly her. Um, And then mine is kind of like Emily said. Zero execution. Across- <laughs> <laughs> which is something I, I mean, She's, I am aware You verbalize of. that. I'm yeah. So, yeah. Yes. I'm like, Peyton, I'm terrible at execution. Yeah. I can come up with these ideas and I'm ready and I can dream it. But <laughs> totally. execution is so crazy. Nasty. Crazy. And that's, and so it's interesting. Mine mainly fall in execution, but. I have a couple in influencing, a couple in relationship building, a couple in strategic thinking. So what does that say about each of us? Like, how does that breakdown kind of play out in your opinion, Mary? Well, I'm going to turn it back to you and hear from (laughs) you both kind of where you see this playing out. Emily, you said you mentioned you verbalized that you're not the executor. Um, Peyton, how are you keeping you both kind of on track? As you think about your achiever, your arranger, your discipline and consistency, like where is that showing up in in the work that you do together in your partnership? I definitely feel like I'm most comfortable when I write out like our agendas or I'll text Emily and be like, hey, this is exactly the time and date that I'm thinking we should do this. You know, <laughs> I, I like details. I like notes. I like yeah, I like some of that stuff that um that falls within the execution stuff and but I really I really love when Emily like I feel very grateful when Emily comes to the table and is like, "Hey, I'm I recognize that you're going through a, you have a lot going on and I want I I feel the stress from you or I know you're traveling and I know that's hard for you. Like, how can I help?" So she'll she'll kind of feel my emotions and that's that's a really strong suit from M, I would say. Oh, well, you know, I mean, to be fairly, very honest, this would not be a thing without Peyton starting it out. You know, the execution started with Peyton, you know, coming to me and say like, first, <laughs> first off during COVID, like with PS, I'm blogging and interviewing me about the girl with no plan. And so that started our relationship. So once again, she started it right there. <laughs> and then as time passed, and we just kind of had this social media ship, a little bit of friendship, coming up with the idea of why don't we do something together? Mm. And just 
putting into action a time to talk, a time to meet, a brainstorming session. What could this be? And those those are the things that I lack. I have these ideas, but I'm never the one to put it into the steps to go forward. And Peyton has been the absolute like steam engine of that. And it's been wonderful. And and it's, but in that sense though, it's, I think made me a little bit more aware of time and commitment. And so we do have to get it in every week and I'm aware of that. And we have to make sure like we keep ourselves to Thursdays it's on at Thursdays so that we have an actual schedule for this project and this, you know, job that we have now. Um, and I, I don't know, just seeing this, I, I can see how we've kind of rubbed off on each other slightly. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I agree yeah. with you. I do. I do. Mary, what does it mean though? Cause it feels like some of these are conflicting, but maybe I'm wrong. Like some, like what execution and strategy feel like separate things, but I have a couple, my number one is strategy, is strategic um, stuff, but most of my other strengths fall in execution. So like, what does that mean? Yeah. So we are really a blend of our whole report. So it's not even just about our one to 10, but we are really a mix of one through all 34. It's just that the one through 10 are what we do most frequently and what we do most intensely. So pay as we think about your executing and strategic thinking, there are a lot of themes that can be pulled from let's say, um, let's say number one strategic and your number two a uh, achiever. So as you think about strategic, these are people who spot patterns and see clues and kind of have that high level vision. How do you see that playing out in your achiever and wanting to get things done too? Like, where do you see those two coming together? Hmm. It's a good question. Cause it it's feels like, question. right. Yeah. Cause it feels yeah. like Emily and I can both, we like to, I mean, Emily's half of her strengths are in her top 10 strengths are in strategic thinking. So I do think we, we like to envision and plan a bigger thing, but, mm-hmm. um, you know what? I'm kind of like a, I'm kind of a perfectionist, which I've also, we've talked about before where it's like, I just want to do it all. I want to do it all. And that kind of is the achiever in me where it's like, I want to be the strategy and the planner, but I also want to do the thing. I want to see it through to the end. (laughs) Um, And I think that's why Mary, you and I talked about why working at a, at a mid-sized startup is so great for me and in my top 10 strengths, because it is a place where you can see a project start to end. Whereas Mm -hmm. a lot of these larger corporations that I've worked at at the past, it's just one piece of the pie. So mm-hmm. something like a a fast paced startup is really good for me because I can I can mm-hmm. do a little strategy and a little execution and a little relationship building and <laughs> and that's that's what this project is with PS we have no plan we get to do it, it all which is great yeah and we're flexing those muscles that maybe we wouldn't in our normal job or that we just speaking for myself want to do right mm-hmm. right. But it's good. Like, and, and just looking at this right now, it just shows how, I don't know, just like our abilities. We have so many abilities 
in life and who we are as people, who we are professionally, who we are in the ways that we choose to spend our time with people and seeing it all kind of just divided out in these um, qualities is fascinating because I do see futuristic like this really threw itself out at me because Peyton and I think about big plans. We think Mm -hmm. about what we want this to be like, well, we didn't just start this to say our little podcast. We did this because we want it to become something and it means something more to us. And we -hmm. want it to mean something to to a lot of people out there. Mm -hmm. And it's just super cool to see how that shows up in a test that we we took. I agree. Yeah. And I I just got chills as you were speaking, Emily, because I, I see this in you both and I encourage you to keep dreaming of your plans and your goals and knocking down those boundaries, like giving yourself (laughs) that room and space to brainstorm and share your thoughts with one another. And I'm curious to hear from you both too. Like, what do you imagine in knowing now all the unique talents and strengths you bring and offer to PS, we have no plan. What do you envision and imagine you're capable of that maybe you haven't noticed yet? Like, what are those big plans? I want to hear from you. Oh, that's a, and it's okay. If you don't know, but I think, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I love, yeah. I, you know, this is, I was watching last night, this is deviating just a tad bit, but I was watching the new Selena Gomez <gasps> Me too. I watched it yesterday. I had a feeling we were on the same page <laughs> with that. Mary, if you haven't, it's really, really good. It's really good. It's really good. But she was saying that she feels like her reason to be on this earth is for connection. And that's how you're mm-hmm. able to find a, a, like happiness and purpose in life is just the way that you connect with people along the journey. Mm-hmm. And I, there's just something very powerful about that to me. And I think we have dreams of shiny things and success and wealth and abundance and taking care of ourselves and our families and, you know, being able to see so much of this world but I think it really boils down to doing all of that so that we can connect mm. deeply with others and with ourselves and, and make this journey of life meaningful. I completely I love that, agree. Emily. And it speaks to your strengths and being so dominant in the relationship building. Yep, it does. And I completely agree. I think our my big goal for us both I, um, I've wanted this since I was really little, but to have some young girls, cause I'm a woman to have a little girl, like kind of listen in and hear from us and feel like seen and heard. Yes. And to your point that Selena Gomez documentary, it was so sweet when she had these people come up to her and be like, you saved my life because you <laughs> said this or sang this or wrote this song. And so it would be amazing to have a platform big enough to have our voice amplified, to have, you know, little girls and young people hear us and say like, wow, I, I feel like I can do this. You know, that would be such an amazing big picture thing. But I also think what this showed me is 
it was really validating to see these strengths laid out and see how our partnership is such a strong partnership because we do bring different things to the table. And I think that's a really good feeling. I love that we are, we're different, but you know, have that same shared vision. I do too. I do too. We have that core value of love and connection for lack of another word, but we're able to tackle it from so many different angles individually. So then when we're together, like we've been able to create so far now our 18th episode of PS, we have no plan. And it's just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what to say about that, yeah. but it's just, it makes me happy. Mm. Yeah. I think you both named it so beautifully and hopefully this has helped you find confidence in who you already are individually and also as a team, because that's really what it's all about is really celebrating and embracing where our strengths are and finding more opportunities in our lives to do more of that. So um, hopefully you both are have a greater sense of awareness of what those are as you continue to build this. Mary, thank you so much. This was honestly amazing. We definitely do. Um, This was an amazing episode. And um, just in case someone's listening and wants to kind of pursue this themselves, how do they get started? How do they take this test? You can take it directly through Gallup's website. And there are two options. You can either get your top five strengths, which costs $20, I believe, Or you can pay $50 to get your full 34 report. And I often encourage folks, if it's not too much of a financial burden, to pay the $50 for their full 34 report because it just paints a better picture and provides some more context around who you are as a whole person um, and speaks to not just your one through 10 uh, strengths or one through five strengths, but gives you the full full report and you can really dive into all 34 themes versus your top five. And again, that's directly through the Gallup website. Well, thank you both so much for having me. And again, I, I get my cup filled by helping people navigate where they are in life and where they see their strengths and just continue to develop because we all truly are so unique And we're good just as we are. We don't need to fix anything about ourselves. It's just all about spending more time investing and where where we're already doing well and doing more of that and being able to share that with others too. So thanks again for having me on. Can't wait to see what's next for you both. Yay. Uh, We can't wait too. We'll see. Um, (laughs) But um, thank you again. And thank you everyone for listening. We post a new episode every Thursday. This is PS We Have No Plan. I woke up in the morning and the sun broke through the open curtains. The birds sang too and they said, this is a day.